This time on Whatever We Want, we talk about Rings of Power, episodes one and two. I actually worked on this show and have my name in the credits, so we actually have some pretty unique insights into the show that you won't find anywhere else. We're also joined by our buddy Pat. Yeah, he's a Lord of the Rings and Tolkien expert. There are time codes down in the description if you'd like to jump around to different points in the episode. We talk everything from predictions for the future, who certain characters are, lore, and more. Enjoy! Welcome back to wherever you want. We review content across all mediums of media, movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond to give you the most interesting behind-the-scenes insights, storytelling techniques, all that jazz, and more. We cover everything from Marvel, Pixar, Disney, and even some uh, fantasy. Today we're going to be talking a little bit Tolkien stuff. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello, Pat. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, like <laughs> I'm doing just swell. What a jump in. <laughs> yeah, thanks again for joining us. For those who remember, Pat, you were on our Guardians of the Galaxy episode, right? Yeah. But that was pre-video. Yeah, I know. So that was a fortnight ago. Your video debut. Oh, you guys get <laughs> know, to right? put a face to the voice. Thanks for being here. Um, I heard you did a lot of research for this episode. We yeah. appreciate that. Ooh. I, uh, I consulted with uh, other Tolkien nerds that I am friends with. And then I fact checked some of the information and found out some of it was wrong. So oh. we're gonna discussion later. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm like, oh god, and I'm like quickly fact checking before I got on the Zoom call. Just everything, like, oh god, oh god, everything is wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Pat is a uh, Lord of the Rings Tolkien expert. Um, as you can see, his credentials are behind him there. I oh guess. yeah, <laughs> in the I, video uh, podcast listeners or audio, can you explain what's behind you there? Yeah, so this is I was actually uh, supposed to be an original member of the fellowship. <laughs> uh, Peter mm. Jackson added me. My character was a dwarf named Gromley, oh. but they decided <laughs> uh, to cut me in post. And I understand why. It's cool. Like we're cool with that. Yeah, but yeah. No, <laughs> this this is a picture uh, reminiscing on that time. Yeah, for our audio uh, listeners, he's got a very real, not photoshopped at all, image yeah. of the Fellowship of the Ring uh, with him <laughs> in it. <laughs> in my Coca-Cola sweatshirt. Yeah, just like in Middle Earth, <laughs> sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> that was actually like back in 2001. That was to get some more promotion for the movie, so like yeah. Coke pitched in. You haven't aged a day. You look yeah. great. <laughs> I know, right? I was one years old in that photo. Like, Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, that makes sense. You're like a... The Lord of the Rings creatures like aged pretty slowly, right? Yeah, so, uh, maybe right. you know, the pieces are falling into place <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, in other news, besides Pat, the other exciting thing is I actually worked on the Rings of Power show, so I have my name in the credits and everything. Oh, I didn't even look for your what? name. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I dude, looked it was for so your name. late. I was just like, I couldn't tell it. There's two episodes, but yeah, I actually <laughs> I worked on it. So, I got my job back in January, and that was like one of the first things they put me on. And, like, I found out I got a credit on this in, like, April. And I couldn't tell anyone <laughs> until, like, it came out. You didn't tell me, like, until, like, like yesterday. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I I was a data coordinator, data IO coordinator for Rings of Power. It was so cool seeing my name with, like, the uh, Lord of the Rings, like, Middle Earth font. Yeah, what part, what part of the credits oh. were you in? Was it in the font, too, and the all that? End? <laughs> I don't know. What. Well, uh, no, because I didn't, I didn't watch the credits. Because, I, again, I was, like, pooped. Yeah. Like you, know how, like, you know how other shows do it, too. They have, like, the fancy ones for a bit, and they just go into, like, the, the regular ones. The aerial font. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it still was, like, it was, like, aerial with a hint of fantasy in there. <laughs> like a little line at the bottom of the A. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it was really cool. Like, I worked on it um, a few months ago. My company did the maps, so we did all the map transitions. Oh. Um, and it was really cool. Like I have some pretty awesome insights I want to go into when we 
kind of get into the main breakdown. Um, and we also did the very first Rings of Power title, like for the first episode, like that oh, kind nice. of looked like the metal metallic uh, texture font. Yeah, we did that. So like, it was so weird hmm. because like we did it like months ago and that's i only saw like those map shots and like a few of the sh surrounding shots like for edit reference but um when i was like watching this a few days ago like prepping for this i like would see a shot that i knew and i was like why do I, why is this like why am i getting deja vu why have i seen this before and i was like oh yeah like i have seen this before <laughs> yeah. it's like a new show it's like a such a weird feeling <laughs> i love to imagine like you see like in this shot ahead of time you're like oh cool linden all right but like meanwhile there's like one person out there who if they knew they'd be like what yeah dude, <laughs> I, because i actually because i was working on lord of the rings i decided to watch lord of the rings so, like i never watched it until like earlier this year so i feel bad like i couldn't appreciate it as much as other people but like when i started watching it i was like wow this is awesome but like i didn't dive into this like fan base until like i started working on this like in january and now i'm like head first now you're in it yeah did you uh <laughs> did you do extended or regular cut extended okay good yeah, yeah, dude. I would I would have just I would have left the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my roommate um I didn't tell him I was working on it. NDA, hello company if you're listening. I was good. But like I was like I I want to watch Lord of the Rings. He was like, "I will bring you on this journey." I was like, "All right." <laughs> and we watched it together. That's All dope. right. But uh we'll get into that. So, Rings of Power. I want to just hear everyone's overall thoughts just generically. What do you think of the first two episodes of the show? What do you think, Pat? I enjoyed it, actually, as a matter of fact. I know there's a lot of people who are kind of nitpicking. I think like yeah. with shows these days, a lot of people make up their minds before going yes, into it. completely but, agree. Uh, with this, I tried to, like, I didn't watch trailers. I, like, kept everything out of my head. I didn't know anything about it. And I went in and really enjoyed it. Uh, Canon's kind of just been thrown to the wind. Really? Uh, yeah. I have heard uh, that. Yeah, people are, like, upset with that. Yeah, one thing, like, if you look on the uh, Explore page of the show on Prime Video, you can see Isildur, who is the ancestor of Aragorn in the movie. He's okay. featured in Rings of Power. However, he isn't born for, like, another 1,500 years until after the rings are made. Because oh. the rings are made <laughs> in the late 1500s of the Second Age, and he's born in the 3200s of the Second Age. Um, so My immersion is ruined. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's I'm not watching the show after this. <laughs> this is miserable. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I was like discussing with my friend, and he was like, dude, I'm so mad about this. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, like, for real. It is like a fantasy. I know yeah. a lot of people take this to like heart, but true. I think yeah. if you can just suspend yeah. your disbelief, like, more, like, whatever. Right. I like, it's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. No, but other than, other than like some can of being thrown in the wind, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm a little biased towards hobbits or harfoots so yeah, that yeah, inclusion yeah. of the storyline i love it i really like that like kind of seeing how they i guess is this like before they settle in the shire like this is earlier in their evolution i guess yeah so rings of power takes place in the second age and right. I believe according to the books uh hobbits or harfoots aren't necessarily discovered until the third age oh wow the so hobbit, this is like their very early days yeah so the hobbit Pro hobbits uh, yeah I, I i i thought you said frodo hobbits i was like, I, was like oh. <laughs> I, I kind of describe the harfoots and hobbits as like neanderthals to humans or oh. like it's kind of like it's just like the early primal versions of them i love but, that uh, like rings of power is exploring that like just instead yeah. of just like taking everything we knew and just plopping it uh, thousands of years earlier i like how they're thinking like what would like the earlier phases of like i guess yeah hobbits and harfoots like look like and yeah. i like how they're exploring that 
Well, yeah. a lot of this is like written by them. Like this wasn't like detailed in Tolkien's work because right. I know a lot the, of people are upset at that. <laughs> yeah, because like the beginning of the Hobbit uh, says that, and like the uh, oh, it might even be in the first chapter that hobbits tend to hide from big folk and they're very good at it and they only yeah. reveal themselves when they want to and that doesn't happen until the third age. Right. So this is kind of like them taking liberties, being like, okay, hobbits are good at hiding. Here's blah 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 what it could be. Right. And I think they're doing it quite well actually. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Like, yeah, before, like, they finally settle in, like, the Shire, they're more, like, hunter-gatherers, yeah. almost, and kind of starting to experiment with farming technology. I don't mm. know. All that stuff is pretty cool. Do you have any last-minute thoughts on the first two episodes before we hear your Daniel's thoughts on the first two episodes? Not Daniel. Let it rip. Let it rip, Daniel. So, keep in mind, I was also sobering up, because I was... Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a Puerto Rican <laughs> party last night. <laughs> Daniel last night watched it. I texted me. I was like, "Are you gonna be good for tomorrow?" Because you're getting drunk. He was like, "Yeah, I'm watching it now." And I was like, "Oh boy." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was up to like, like at least like one thirty to two last night watching these. So what I was you good think? by then. But it, I thought it was really I, again. I think it's really well done. I'm curious because it's three storylines, right? Because now that you have so much time, they have like these like an ABC story, and I'm very, it's curious to see how like these are gonna interweave later on in the show. How many episodes is this gonna be in total? Do we know? Eight. So we were got I know two that because so, I worked on them. <laughs> <laughs> so my my hope is is that it doesn't get too cluttered. You know what I mean? Because like they have all this time, and I think right now so far that they're doing it right, and things are like being paced out at a like okay time. Just I just hope things don't get like too cluttered or too mm-hmm. jambled. But with that said, I'm I'm really excited with with all the different like even with, like with the uh, I'm assuming it's a one of the wizards that came down, right? Do we? Pat, is that a wizard or what is that? The meteor wizards guy? Meteor are, man? So the wizards are uh, known as the Maiar and they don't appear or descend on the Middle Earth until the Third Age. So since this takes oh. place in the Second Age, it shouldn't technically be. But like we said, canon's kind of just been thrown out the window. Yeah. A lot of people online uh, that I've read are thinking it could either be Sauron because he disguises himself as an elf to create the Rings of Power and manipulate Celebrimbor. Or a lot of people are also thinking it could be Tom Bombadil. Is Celebrimbor the, sorry, the the guy, the like smith that the yeah guy, okay. Yeah, the okay, smith that Elrond it. goes with. So this story is we're going to see the rings being made. That's yeah. like what they're building yeah. towards? Okay. Because at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, there's the nine rings to men, five to the dwarves, three to the elves. But in secret, Sauron made one to rule them all. Okay. So oh, that makes sense then that that would probably be Sauron. It's like disguising himself possibly that's a possibility agent magician (laughs) are they gonna like humanize him and like give him this connection with this harfoot or maybe like he'll like trick her or something i don't know if it is sauron i have no idea because like i said the harfoots aren't even included like in in the actual text it could be done like that because canonically Sauron is a shapeshifter and that's how he's able to manipulate Celebrimbor because he disguises himself as an elf so yeah, I have no idea if that could be Sauron. I like to think it's Tom Bombadil, yeah. who it, origins are unknown, and it's just an absolute Chad in the books. Okay. <laughs> like he just he's they're like dude, he there's they're like there's a war going on, and he's like oh okay, I don't really want to do anything <laughs> about that, but like he's so powerful. There's like a bit where Frodo I think drops the ring, and Tom Bombadil picks it up, and he's like huh what quaint jewelry, and just like tosses it back to Frodo, <laughs> and like is completely unaffected. Yeah, by yeah, that's pretty huh. funny. He's just, he's just literally just wandered Middle Earth for like a thousand some years and then was like, this is fun. And then just like yeah. sat down and settled down with a wife. 
Nice. What what a dude. What a chat. I know, right? It is a chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd be I think that'd be a better play too, because if this is Sauron, like in disguise, like what motive does he have? Mm-hmm. Especially like coming down Right, like, like I, the middle of Middle Earth at that, that time. Yeah, because he's already been in Middle Earth, so I don't yeah. really understand how it could be him descending down. And also, uh, people tend to think, I don't know if you saw the pictures, there's a guy who looks like early 2000s Eminem. Oh. Uh, the rapper, <laughs> and people think that that's Sauron. I don't, here, wait. <laughs> I, I can't, wait. <laughs> I have the picture on Discord, but I'll send it to you guys, but. I'd be spitting yeah. these darkened tomes. <laughs> Mom's <laughs> spaghetti beetroot <laughs> salad. <laughs> um, I'm going to quickly, while we're getting through that, I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about my thoughts on yeah. Rings of Power. So overall, I really thought it was great. What stood out to me was like the, everything visually like on screen, I thought was like stunning. <laughs> oh, Sorry, dear. I just got saw the picture. Oh my it's gosh. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> believe that that's Sauron. Amazing. Uh, but I think like the production quality, like everything from like the set design to the costumes to the hair makeup was really just fantastic. Like they didn't really hold anything back. That being said, uh, I I don't think I've really it's only been two episodes, so I haven't really connected with any of the like cast as much as I have like the Lord of the Rings like original party yet. But it's like so early, so I can't like fault them for that. Yeah, but the story like again, I, I'm not super like diehard like a, a lore don't know the lore of it so like i'm kind of coming out with like fresh eyes like this is just a fun story in the lord of the rings world so i'm like not like i don't know affected by that but i think it's so far like i'm really enjoying it and excited to see where it goes because although i have worked on it like i don't know the story because i've only seen like the map shots so i know where they go from and to but that's it (laughs) yeah it was i remember it was so funny because like when we were watching the old lord of the rings like i would see the map transitions there and like see some of the locations i was like oh that's the location they go to in like (laughs) the new one okay cool (laughs) yeah all right let's jump into the like uh, each episode kind of talk a little bit in more detail about things yeah. that happen. So first off, I do want to talk about the maps. What did you guys think of the maps? <laughs> I really like the maps. Okay. I, know I, too. I would have kicked you if you said anything different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, good old Jerry Randall Randall Tolkien was a uh, big map guy. So that it, yeah. it's just like it just like made me feel great about them. I don't know. Maps are cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting to see too, like the connection between like Galandrel? How do you say your name? Galadriel. Yeah, sorry, I'm terrible with names. Uh, well, she's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to to Valinor because, like, screw that. And then she just yeets again. I'm probably saying these names wrong. I have no I idea like, what you're saying. <laughs> well, she's gonna go to the elf realm. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then that's the Valinor. Whole, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is, it's unique to see like how that's visually was described, both like through maps, but also in like in reality of them having to, like physically go through like this. The, like tunnel of light in a way yeah i, I think the maps also kind of help like understand the layout and everything about it how like valinor is completely separate from yeah. middle earth yeah i didn't yeah. Not know just, that like, that like yeah. until like i saw it <laughs> it's, it's a whole a ocean away it's yeah. not just like like a day's walk how yeah, most no. things are in middle earth not gonna lie i feel like she decided too late <laughs> like you gotta yeah. you sail across the whole ocean <laughs> just be like item out she like jumped out of the boat and I'm like, damn, that sucks. That's a huge swim. <laughs> so you can just swim back now? Like, geez. Like yeah. you're an elf, sure, but I feel like you could still like get exhausted huh, sure. and drown. Because she, uh, the shore. <laughs> the water. <laughs> interestingly enough, with that, the uh song they're singing whenever 
they come in i wrote it down what's it called it's called the creation of the world song and oh, it's wow. like the original gods uh would sing these beautiful songs but morgoth the main villain in the uh first couple scenes he uh was just like dude i want the power so while they're singing this beautiful song he just went like <laughs> and that's kind of like that's kind of like it's this beautiful hymn but right as like galatriel starts to realize like no i'm needed back in middle earth you hear this really sour note which oh. is like morgoth's note and i'm Whoa. like oh that was cool they that is that. cool that's a really yeah. cool detail that like i think I, it's cool that they're like putting in like i think you can watch this like i think we're two we're different viewers here like i think i'm getting this like not from like a tolkien like lord of the rings like lore perspective and i'm enjoying it i think you are watching it and at least slightly enjoying it like besides like all the continuity stuff but they're it seems like they're adding like small details mm-hmm. that like diehard fans could appreciate um yeah but I, I want to talk about the the maps really quick. Some like insights that I have. So as I said, I worked on the maps on Lord of the Rings, my VFX company, which is super cool. It's so interesting to see how many like versions are submitted back and forth because I'm the person that's sending them back and forth to um, like Amazon Prime and like getting notes back and like telling it to the artists. That sounds like you're like selling it as like an Amazon store when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm selling these maps. I'm selling these. Um, <laughs> But like they literally, there. I think some of the maps there was like back and forth for up to like thirty versions of like just Dang. trying to like nail it down. And like we would get notes back, like okay, we're sending you a new sea creature asset. Like oh, can you move it slightly to the right, like a little bit, like in the sundering seas? And we're like, yeah, okay, um, yeah. But it, I, I don't know. It was, and it was really cool also seeing the the early days of like what they were doing with um having the maps like transition into the next plate like the the live action plate was super cool like when it, it like dives into the sundering seas and then like the waves like transition to perfectly line up with the map or like i don't know if you saw like on the hill there's like one hill that like the map pushes into and then like it transitions and fades perfectly to align with the hill in the next shot just yeah. like that stuff was so cool. And also I remember my production company, I wasn't there, but they went to a an actual like leather shop and like got reference, um, like spent a whole day just looking at different leather maps and leather material to get like the texture right for reference so that, that like the artist would study these like love our job. This leather. Um <laughs> so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was really cool just hearing about that and like being a part of I mean, I was just sending stuff back and forth. We also did the title, um, the location cards. Mm-hmm. Whenever it was like an introducing a new location, we did those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I got to see like amazing, beautiful, establishing shots like months ago, and I was like, "This is gonna be so sick." <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to ask though, uh, both of you guys, do you think this Rings of Power, the story of the Rings being made? Do you think this story needs to be told right now, or just in general? Because like we have heard like that we had that prologue in lord of the rings that like yeah they were made and then we like we know the outcome like of lord of the rings like what happens so in your opinion do you think this is a story that needs to be told i think i mean it's already been told it's just what how are you displaying it you know what i mean pat here already knows it <laughs> yeah so so it's just like a matter of like how is this now going to be represented in a new way to can it be something that's told somewhat right but so also be entertaining that's the balance that needs to be done there and as pat was saying before if there's there's stuff that is uh so far off that's going to piss people off that's that's what's going to be be really in question like hey this shouldn't be told if you're not going to do it to what it deserves to be if you're not going to give the story the respect that it deserves right 
But I mean, I feel like Pat, you'd actually have more of a perspective on it. Do you feel like the story is getting the respect, even though there are changes being made? Do you feel like it's getting its mm-hmm. what it deserves, or do you feel like uh, they're going too far? So as far as my knowledge with uh, J.R.R. Tolkien goes, this all of this is kind of dictated in different texts. I'm more of a Lord of the Rings and Hobbit guy mm-hmm. because there's like the Silmarillion, which is just. Oh, excuse my language, a bitch of a text to get through. Yeah. It is it is so <laughs> dense. I have it and like I've tried reading it and I'm like oh, Yeah. God. Like it's it's overwhelming. Like you know, like whenever you read a paragraph in a book and you're like, I used to have not what? retained anything. You, yeah, you yeah. go back. That's like you have to do that thirty times per paragraph in the Silmarillion Jeez. to like properly Jeez. understand it. It's it's rough. So I feel like making the story of the Rings creation more accessible and a lot of the prologue to Lord of the Rings is it's it's nice to make it more accessible and people are understanding it. However, that being said, a lot of the information that they're giving isn't exactly correct. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's like a kind of a balance of the scales where, oh, like now people know who Celebrimbor is and how he's going to make the rings, but also like oh, Isildur wasn't born then. Like, right. It's like, It's a hard balance, but I think you know, as long as there's Lord of the Rings content coming out, I'm cool with it. Yeah, you definitely. Know, as long yeah, as I can consume it. that, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that really excites me just about the specifics of the story being told, I really like how much they've thought about and how they're exploring this concept of like different races and different creatures experiencing time in different ways. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is like, I think they did it like twice in these first two episodes, but the first one happens with the elf. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know everyone's name. The elf that is it about uh, Elrond and Durin. Elrond and Durin. That that's the second case, but the first one is like the the elf guard um, and the like human woman. Arendir. Yeah, Arendir. Yeah. So I like how like they explore that he is like falling. It seems like there's some romantic interest between the two of them, but like she's almost like a pet kind of to him because like he lives for hundreds thousands of years and she's gonna only be like maybe a hundred before she passes away and also another like in that discussion there was a really interesting conversation when he first arrives into town he talks to that young boy and the boy is like really annoyed that these elves are like basically punishing these people for things their ancestors did hundreds of years ago like generations ago and i think it's really interesting that like if to him like that young boy that seems like ancient history like nothing to do with him because he wasn't alive but for that elf he was like alive during that time and i think that's just i'm trying to put like i was thinking about it and like it just made me think which i think is what all good like stories do is like make you think but if you think about it like us as humans like we were born like the late 90s so i feel like anything like the 80s and before all seems just like ancient history it was an age ago to us yeah yeah like the 1500s and like the 1980s like we have no reference to like how long ago that was obviously we know but like we really don't have like a perspective because we weren't there but um to our parents like the 80s were like yesterday so i think it's an also like kind of similar thing going on like to this kid like even though this event happened hundreds of years ago they're still being punished because to the elves it was like the 80s to them kind of thing mm-hmm. so i don't know i think that's a really interesting like concept that like stories that don't take place with people that age differently couldn't explore so i like how they're exploring that i don't I know think about it that way that's awesome yeah no i, t- I totally agree i think i think it's cool that they because you, you have all the opportunity to it's, re- it's nice to see that they're doing it right in that sense yeah because it's, it's 
it gets into the perspectives of different people. And it's also nice to see how, like, like from an elf perspective, they like they literally view existence differently because of how much time they have. Right. So it's just it's just crazy. Well, I was going to ask you, Pat, because Jake and I had this question the other time, and I think Jake made a TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. If you could be any race from Lord oh, of yeah. the Rings, what would you be? From Middle Earth. <laughs> if you choose orc, we have He's, lotion no. for you. Oh, what? <laughs> Why would I do that, dude? That's disgusting. No, uh, if I had to, I'd, it would be Myar, you know, the wizards. But yeah, I feel like that's, that's I feel like that's said. a cop out answer. No, no, that's but, what Daniel said. But then we started discussing what color would you, like. What if you woke up and you're just like that brown wizard from The Hobbit that has like crap on his head? You're Radagast. Yeah. <laughs> People online are like, dude, I think the stranger's Radagast, and everyone's like, shut <laughs> up. Like, Radagast <laughs> is like barely mentioned in the text to begin with. So yeah. like, if they made it Radagast, that would be so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just jinxed us right now saying that. Like, no, but uh. I don't know, probably that. I remember after I was dating this one girl and I showed her uh, Lord of the Rings and she was like, if they like made a stage adaptation of Lord of the Rings, who would you want to play? I'm like, oh, dude, Aragorn. Yeah. Easily. Like, yeah. But like, I feel like the suffering of humans in Middle-earth sucks. So I'm like, yes. ah. Like, it'd be nice to be uh, Gandalf and just like get to chill with hobbits and go on adventures. Smoke all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're never late. So. <laughs> yeah, I do have, there. I do have a, a functional replica of Gandalf's pipe. Really? It's really? It, I, it's already packed up in my box for moving, but uh, I would I show. Made but... the cut for the move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's it's my awesome. Prize possession. That's sick. So many in our comments also brought up you could be. They wanted to be a dragon. I'm like that does oh, yeah. kind of like mm. change the game. You know what I mean? Like I wonder what it'd be like to be. A... How long do dragons live for? They live for a while. Wait, you read our comments, Daniel? Yeah, I did. Aww, yeah. I didn't know you read the comments. That's so nice. <laughs> Um, what would you say, Pat? Sorry. <laughs> I was saying they live for a while, like, smog. And they just get to nap in gold. Like, yeah, that's yeah, all you do. <laughs> Scrooge McDragon. <laughs> and if you get hungry, you have your built-in oven, you just, and just, then you're good. Yeah, just pop some pizza rolls in your mouth, just go, <laughs> and then they're out. Like, Dude, the amount of pizza rolls you would need to, like, survive as a dragon. Yeah, maybe more like people rolls. That would probably people be oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, being a human sucks. <laughs> On like the topic of like the races sucking, um, yeah, <laughs> they. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's like not canon and blah blah blah." Like, dude, the elves would suck if this was like proper elves. In yeah, Lord of the Rings, like they would hate Elrond because he's. Uh, they actually reference the love of uh, Baron and Luthien, which is uh, kind of mirrored of the love of Arwen and Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. It's a human falling in love with okay. an elf. And the elf gives up immortality to be with the human. Right. And their descendant is actually Elrond, who is a half-elf. And oh. so elves kind of discriminated against Elrond for that. Oh. And so, Interesting. Like, the elves it, are terrible. That's what I was saying. Daniel's like, I would want to be an elf. But I feel like growing up in elf society, I feel like they're so, like, pretentious. And, like, oh, you don't no. fit by their rules. Like, you just be banished. And then, like... Well, I, I, biologically, I'd be an elf. Like socially, I I like shoot like D and D. I'd be like, oh, I was raised by by like humans because I was left <laughs> by the river. You know, you come up with some backstory. Or something so like you're that. choosing. How do you choose to be born an elf? And then you're like, mom, leave me by the river. <laughs> and well, you're, I get to wolves. choose. I'm an elf, so why can't I make these other choices? You know. <laughs> so. No, like I think it's like in the Hobbit. Whenever they first arrive to Rivendell, like Bilbo and the company, the elves are just like in trees, just like mocking them. And I'm like, dude, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. I like how the show's on Amazon Prime because 
uh, uh, like you can do the thing where like if you move your mouse, it shows you what actors and characters are on yeah. screen. And because like I again am not like a huge Lord of the Rings, like there's so many characters to keep track of. If I'm like, should I know who this is? I like move my mouse and then just like Google it really quick on my other monitor, and I'm like, oh, that's like Galadriel, like <laughs> the main elf from the Lord of the Rings, just young. That's kind of cool. Like I had to, I feel bad. I had to actually check because I was like, is that the same person? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember like I uh in that realm whenever it was the first scene of the harfoots i'm like are these are these hobbits that's what i did too yeah <laughs> so i hit pause and i saw the uh oh what was it the last name i think it was like brandyfoot and i was like ah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, all yeah. that's <laughs> i i do like the tension they are building like again the it, it's like again like daniel said the pacing is like very slow like we're seeing like everyone is like all right, everything's fine. Like the elf king has disbanded all the like warrior outposts and is like declaring that the evil is gone. And like the audience knows, like yeah, that's not the case. And you're kind of just <laughs> waiting to see like when things are going like, to go south again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like the tension that they're building. And then yeah, the meteor at the end with the guy kind of gave me like Ben Ten pilot vibes with like the um, uh, whatever the heck the watches <laughs> flying the same down. Thing. Yeah, the Omnitrix. Really? Yeah, I, I was thinking like symbiote, like like from. I thought that a little you know, bit like, too, but Spider Man. Like imagine the Hobbit goes in there as he's just like oh black suit, and then he's just here. <laughs> <"Dun, dun, dun." laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I just got reminded in the realm of uh the stranger being Sauron though. You know, yeah. remember how uh, the one Hobbit girl, Nori. Okay. She, uh, yeah. whenever she like falls in, she's like, oh, the fire isn't hot. Uh, I think in the text, it says that the darkness of Sauron literally like sucked the heat out of fire. Like he's yeah. just that evil. So it's oh, like, true. oh, so that is like. That also happened in like the first scene, like when the torches like didn't. I didn't even yeah. make that connection. Oh my God. Yeah. Foreshadowing. So it well. could be a force of evil. We will find out. <sighs> Or it's or the we brown won't. wizard. <laughs> or it's Radagast just yeah. screwing with you. Yeah, that's really interesting. Or like Sauron was just like peeking around a corner. So like everything. Like, <laughs> He's just there. Just yeah. gaslighting the Harfoots. Yeah. <laughs> gaslighting the, the Harfoots and the audience. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Sauron, it's going to take a couple years before the army's up. And he's like, what am I going to do in that time? So yeah. he's just spending his days gaslighting people for fun. Including the audience. It's like they do like an Agatha all along like flashback. Yeah, where it's just like goes back to earlier scenes, but you see like a different angle like Sauron just like peeking around a corner like <laughs> watching the whole time. It's like Nori falling into the pit then the camera pans over. It's Sauron with a glass of wine like snapping his fingers yeah, and yeah. just like enjoying himself. It's funny. Um, so let me ask you guys this where do you guys think things are going to go for the rest of the show and where do you think it's going to like end like is there gonna is there plans for like a season two and stuff already or is there like or is this like a one-off thing or i haven't heard anything about a season two so if that's the case say this is like the only season we're getting right now right how do we think this arc is going to end with the rings do we think that it's going to end with the rings being made or is it going to be like the rings are made episode like four five and then the rest of it is when things really go to shit like i think the rings are probably gonna i think it's gonna be building up to the rings being made maybe and then like galadriel is gonna be trying to like stop it or like maybe or or I've, i'm just trying to think like how galadriel is gonna like come back into the story and like what she's gonna do if if she's gonna be impacted by the rings or, well, or right not. now she's living one piece so i think galadriel actually she is living one piece good good <laughs> reference <laughs> she actually she 
gets one of the rings of power. Oh. Um, if you look in the flashback at the start of Lord of the Rings, she says three things, oh, right. three rings, the elves, she's wearing one of them. Dang. Mm. So she's going to get some but, bling. Uh, I think since they still have to build the forge and everything, I, I'm kind of in the realm of if there is going to be a season two, this is just going to end with the rings being crafted. Then season two is going to be like the corruption of the rings of power. Whereas like the nine rings that go to the men. Oh, I can't remember the name of the uh, settlement that the rings go to, but nine men get rings there and uh, they become the Nazgul in the first movie. Oh, in the Lord of the Rings, they become the Nazgul and the Witch King. So it's like the corruption of them and the fall of their society. The fall of man and fall of man. Exactly. I think that's what season two would be if that's how I would do it. But you know, the show's already made and I'm not in charge of anything. (laughs) So I, I mean, there's like a kind of like you said, Daniel. There's like three ish storylines. So I'm wondering. I think they're gonna like kind of intertwine and like re yeah. converge. Like I think we we have like the hobbits, Hoffoots, and um, the I'm calling him the hobo, like the guy, the, like the <laughs> Harry Foots and the hobo. Sounds like a yeah. Nice <laughs> and then we also have like Galadriel, like on the water. Um, who do you also? Yeah, let's talk about who do you think that guy was at the end of episode two that like was on the ship. I think it was. The Numenorians, which are the humans, were like a sealed door oh. is uh, very likely that that was Ellen Deal, who is a sealed father. Actually, okay. almost positive it is because I'm looking at the Amazon Explore page right now. Okay, and his first bit of description says, "As the captain of a Numenorian guard ship." I'm like, oh well, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's who. Uh, I'm like 98% positive it's the Numenorians, and that's okay. how they're going to be introduced to the show. So we, so we have those two storylines. We also have Elrond and like the dwarves, which I kind of mm. did like the little like challenge they did. I wish we kind of saw a little yeah. more of that. And that's also speaking of just that storyline. As again, the same thing with like time happening at different paces. I like how they explored that. Like, what's his face? Uh, Dory. Elrond is that the oh. elf? Yeah, Elrond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was like oh, it's only been 20 years. Like, that's it's like a blink of an eye for him. He's like, it's been so short since I've seen you. But the dwarf is, like, really upset that Elrond, like, missed, like, most of his life. Like, he got married, had kids, because that's, like, a huge chunk of his life compared to Elrond, which is, like, the blink of an eye. So I, again, like how they're exploring the differences in time and how that puts strain on, like, relationships between the different races. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's also just a very unsafe elevator. There's like no handrails Dude, or anything. I thought the same like thing. A, the same Death Star engineer made it. Pretty like it looks dope. You're going to the side of this interior wall, but like you look down, and you're like, if I fall, I'm done. Dude, it or was if, like a sick. chain breaks. I'm done. <laughs> it was sick seeing the uh, the dwarf kingdom like in its like heyday. Like Prime. yeah, yeah. I, I know I love that, that too. Yeah, yeah, because that's the uh, one that. They go to in Fellowship of the Ring, the Mines of Moria. Really? Wow. It's the same one. Yeah. Casa Doom, Mines of Moria. It's wow. like, very different. I was like, it's so cool to see it like actually active rather than just completely abandoned with Gollum tracking them down. Yeah. 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 So, so we have, um, again, the, sorry, the storylines we have the Hobbits and the Hobo, mm-hmm. Galadriel, Elrond and the Dwarves, and like the Ring Smith, and then the human village, and, uh, so you got like four stories. The going elves. On. Yeah. 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 So, I'm wondering how they're all going to converge, if they are going to converge. We have six episodes to go. So one thing I think Rings of Power is doing extremely well is the orc terror level. Because, like, that, like, they're making them Mm -hmm. so, they're making them like a horror monster. Like, in the original Lord of the Rings, the orcs are terrifying. Like, they're, 
these like vicious creatures. But what they're doing here is like they made them scarce. And since no one has seen them for so long, like hundreds of years, it's like this monster like legend from like a children's book. Instead of yeah. like having like 50 that like the protagonist can mow down, like one is like pretty <laughs> fierce and like mm-hmm. yeah. terrifying. Like that work ap- attack in episode two, oh like God. I love that. Like I-, I love that instead of just having like an army of orcs and that being like the terror, it's just this one like mystery creature. Like we don't see him until like almost the end of episode two. Like it- they're just like this legend like monster that like no one has seen. So I, I really like that I- that difference between Lord of the Rings and Rings of Power. Like the orcs are, seem like more terrifying. What do you guys think about yeah. that? No, I totally agree. Like even even when the the other elf guy, oh, Arendil. Arendir. Arendir, that's what it was. I was I was close. I need another Google Doc with all the names and their pictures next to them. <laughs> but no, like at the the last thing we saw of him where yeah, I need like a list where like all the hands like grabbed him and pulled him. What if him we just back. never see him again? Like, He's just like gone. Like that was that's it. it. That's it. That's the end of his storyline. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like I totally agree like the horror aspects like that are done very mm. well. And uh, if I'm being honest, it's something that, like, you haven't really seen done good in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. That whole sequence kind of reminded me of, uh, have you guys ever seen the movie The Descent? I don't think I have, unfortunately. I don't think so. It's a, uh, I think it was a British film. Yeah, it was a British film. It's like a hiking group or like caving group of just friends. Like, they just want to explore a nice cave together. They go to... uh, whatchamacallit the Appalachian Mountains to explore this one cave but one of them brings them to a different cave that's unexplored because she wants a little more thrill oh boy and they <laughs> discover these monsters in the cave and they have to like it's like cannibalistic monsters oh they shoot. have to like survive them and so like when uh R&D was like crawling through that one claustrophobic space mm-hmm. and he was like running away from the goblins I was like Oh my gosh! It reminded yeah. me too much of that movie. Yeah, like, when he oh. started like, cr- yeah. like trying to like pull himself through that like, small, really space, get through I was there. Like, Dude, yeah, like uh. I feel I like, like people can't. with claustrophobia, like in that scene, would have been just like losing it because oh, of like how tight the fit was. Yeah, yeah, but it was very reminiscent of that because that's a claustrophobic movie, and like the hands like coming out to reach to grab him. I was like, this is just, like straight out of that film. So it was, yeah. I don't know. I know it wasn't an intentional nod, but as a horror fan, I like to think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I I love just especially like nods like the I don't know if this was a nod but like the back to the dwarves in their like heyday like I think their the music that played during like the when we were seeing the mind was like amazing like it was very triumphant and like powerful and I don't think it was like exactly like the Lord of the Rings but it just like obviously gave me the vibe because it's in the same world but like it just felt it was again solidified that point of like this is the, these are the dwarves like in their heyday and I, I just really liked I don't know all the music in this show so far has impressed me a lot which with the music I thought Howard Shore was doing the music for the whole the whole show he did the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings music uh-huh. and in the opening credits I saw he just did the main theme and I was like oh who the hell is doing all the music and it's a uh, Bear McCreary oh who done, okay. uh who most similarly to Lord of the Rings has done the God of War uh, score cool. for the 2018 game. And yeah. I listen to that score like weekly. It is a fantastic <laughs> score. He did a wonderful job. And I was like, okay, he was the right pick to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's captured the essence of it beautifully. Yeah, he's he's doing a great job. That's awesome. That's awesome. One other thing, one other insight I want to talk about from working on lord of the rings this like the rings of power thing at my visual effects company like i think it's really interesting also like how on top of this amazon prime was because 
a lot of shows that I have worked on, like I mentioned, we mentioned on this podcast in the past, I worked on like Miss Marvel. I, again, don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but whatever. A lot of the shows often go right up until like the date, like to deliver stuff or like down to the wire. Like we deliver like episode one is like out on Disney plus and we're still delivering like the last few episodes of like visual effects, which I just think is like very stressful and like down to the wire. But like Amazon prime was like one of the only shows I've worked on. That's like been on top of it. Like we wrapped in like April of this year and it's like September and it's out. And like a lot of their visual effects, like that I was seeing were pretty close to being done. Like when I was working on it, like we were working on it from like January to April when I started all these maps and stuff. So like, they were really like, I think, I think again, they really just want to do this justice and they were like ahead of it, not like cramming it. And so I like that they are giving it like the time and attention it needs. It's good. Yeah. I want to ask you guys something too for the, uh, moving on. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. The episode two title sequence. Do you yeah, guys we, think we that didn't was do done? that one. <laughs> well, no, but do you think it was done CGI? Or do you think it was practical? The sandstorm, like, kind of the, effects? The, the sand table yeah, with, like, yeah. the sonograph stuff. You guys know how that works, right? You just have a bunch of sand on, like, its surface. And mm-hmm. I think they probably have did. Have a speaker below it with different frequencies. And the different frequencies have different patterns. They either did, like, took reference, like, with real ones, and then did it all CGI, or they did it practically and probably touched up CGI. I don't think it's an all-practical sequence. I, yeah. I agree. I think it's the second one you said there. Well, it's whenever they revealed the uh, title with like the rings of power, like being sick. molten lava. Like that was all yeah, practical. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So that's what leads me to lean towards the intro sequence probably was like practical with a little touch up. But yeah. yeah. I, I just thought it was cool. So I wanted to bring that up. I thought it deserved a little little nod. I you know, I agree when I was seeing that. Because we, like I said, we did the first episode title sequence and then seeing the second one, I was like, oh, dang, that one's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to talk about with like the specifics for episodes one or two? Like anything that jumped out to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. The whole beginning sequence with like Morgoth burning the tree. Yeah. That's a lie. That didn't happen. Oh. That didn't oh? happen at all. Morgoth was banished from the gods for singing that really bad note, so he went south and found this huge spider named Ungoliant, and then Ungoliant was like, dude, I hate the light that that tree gives off. He's (laughs) like, oh, dude, you want to go mess up that tree? So they go, and Ungoliant, this giant spider, like the size of a mountain, grabs the tree and sucks the life force from it. Oh my gosh, the Gluck Gluck 9000. Yeah, yeah. just literally sucked the life out of that tree and then there was also like i forget what else there was like a spring or a well something like that i don't remember too much it just remember glossing over it in the research but a lot of people were very upset about it online like they didn't even reference ungoliant at all or like a nod to them yeah obviously you're not going to include a giant spider because they're scary but (laughs) no but i don't know i just thought like my friends were saying like even just like spiders fangs like in the clouds like above the tree would have just been like good enough but they just did not mention ungoliant at all who was like cut it completely yeah and ungoliant's like effect on middle earth was huge like shelob in return of the king is a descendant of ungoliant the spiders and mirkwood and the hobbit are all descendants of oh wow so it's like she has brought this awful evil to middle earth and just was not mentioned at all and it's like oh i could see how that could, that would definitely upset yeah, that, that, some yeah. like diehard i'm fans. also just trying to imagine it'd be pretty much like the same scales like the the evil monster thing from like stranger things imagine like like that scale you know, like yeah yeah that's like kind of that. how yeah. i'm picturing it some people in depictions like just make her like the size of she lob just like a big old spider but i've always had it described to me as just like 
monumentous size, gargantuan. Maybe the showrunner just like has arachnophobia and is like, we're cutting all spiders from Middle Earth now. <laughs> no For more which spiders. Which I thank them. I am terrified of them. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like gripping and ripping like, oh, she's coming, she's coming. And then she wasn't there. And I was like, whew. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what about anything else in these uh, these episodes you guys want to talk about? I want to make sure we cover everything. The only other thing that I kind of want to mention, uh, at the end of the second episode, the dwarves opening up that box. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, there was, like, that blue glow. Oh, the Ar- is that, like, the Arkenstone? No. That- so that's uh, most likely going to be one of the Silmarils, which were, oh, yeah. uh, they mentioned it. I think it was, was it Feanor is the creator of the Silmarils? Forgive me if I'm uh, forgetting the name. It's but all good. They, uh, the tree that, uh, Ungoliant sucked the life out of. Feanor thought they were so beautiful that he made these beautiful stones, and uh, they were captured by Morgoth whenever they took out the tree, and Morgoth withheld them from Ungoliant, and after a while, I think they were just, like, scattered and discovered by the dwarves, and that's why elves and dwarves hate each other, and have hated each oh. other all throughout the end of Lord of the Rings, because the dwarves had the Silmarils and refused to give them back. Interesting. I was wondering, that's hmm. one thing I was gonna wonder if, like, we were gonna get any more detail on like the elf dwarf rivalry that we've seen forever yeah and like in uh i know you guys just covered the hobbit when uh yeah. thranduil goes with a bard to the gates and he like asks for the gems back mm-hmm. it is i don't know if those are silmarils but it's kind of like reminiscent of that right uh feud of like they the elves just want their property back but the yeah. dwarves are their beauty is so strong that they're like no not happening right right, right. yeah dang why can't everyone just be nice i know right hold hands and then gimli comes along and ends the feud and that's <laughs> yeah. when he's allowed in valinor that's awesome oh I, I love gimli <laughs> i feel like people would be a lot more friendly if there was just a giant spider like over everything <laughs> yeah they'd be like yeah exactly you'd be like all right we gotta band together take that thing out you know <laughs> like, you would think well i mean the, there was a common enemy there was a giant fire eyeball in the sky and still people were arguing you know like, yeah true yeah, right <laughs> maybe if both of them were in the sky the fire eyeball and uh this giant spider that'd be freaking menacing as like an army dude a tower with a giant eye with the power of a sorcerer and then a giant spider where's where that where did, what's his name again Oh, Ungoliant. Uh, imagine, where does Ungoliant even come from? And you're like, okay, how do we, like... Yeah, how did, how did Ungoliant... Arc, like, how do you like, prevent become... this from happening again? That <laughs> wasn't uh, ever stated. Ungoliant just kind of, like, came from the darkness. But all of their all of her descendants are just, like, in one realm, like, one area. And everyone's just like, dude, we are staying away from that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not going <laughs> near there. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I mean, overall... For uh, just wrap my wrap up thoughts for the show, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, keep an eye out for more maps. You know, I cannot map, confirm map, or deny map, yeah. what else I've worked on <laughs> for NDA purposes. I'm thankful for the opportunity to like have worked on this. But like, I, yeah, I'm just super excited. Like, I'm so far very pleasantly like enjoying this. Um, not surprised, but like, I'm I'm enjoying this show so far. And it's it's just like you said, Pat, earlier. Like, it's great to be back in the Lord of the Rings. Like world and like middle earth and everything yeah it's just exciting so one last uh thing i do want to mention yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when elrond's first introduced and the woman comes up and says harold elrond harold is like the occupation he had i thought they were implying his first name was harold and i 
I like had to pause. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, dude, this guy's name is Harold. Like, come on. All the like amazing Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no wonder he goes by Elrond all the time. That sounds way more epic, you know? All these names that are derived from other languages. Yeah. Just beautifully crafted by Tolkien, like from Nordic mythos, from like the Middle East. And then he's like, you know what? Harold. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Pat, thank you seriously so much for joining us. I, I'm i actually very thankful you were here because you have so much knowledge that I don't think they don't already come no, like, close glazed to. over us. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like talking with my friends and they're like, dude, Jeff, they like know Tolkien. You're going to be screwed. I'm like, you're fine. Do. Yeah, you're fine. Like, they're like, they're like, dude, they test you. Like, it's going to, I hope we're good enough. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think they know enough. No, it was, it was more than enough. We're, we're more, I was more like just excited about the, like, film cinematography side yeah, that's what that's i was, what I was like saying. really like, excited about i was like they know the technicalities i know the lore like we'll be a force to be yeah. reckoned with together yeah together we make i don't know the ultimate ring of power <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have anything you want to promote um anything you're working on that uh, you want people to check out not really i mean okay <laughs> i i, I kind of plan on doing some stuff on youtube but i don't really you know okay well I, 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 it's it's not out so it's all good. Just if you see me on the street, say hey. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I will say maybe, you know, this is a very long time ago shout out, but Pat, Daniel, and I all did Blue Butter Bagels together like two years ago. So, Oh, my God. That was our Classic. gaming channel. So if you ever want to check that out. Dude, I go back and watch some of those. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love them. I'm like, I, I still watch crafting table tutorial. Oh my like gosh. Time I, time. I, <laughs> here's how to make a crafting table. <laughs> and like five FPS. That's like. our most viewed video, I think. <laughs> yeah. <'cause... laughs> it's our first video I made when I was like 12. It was on my, oh my crappy oh. laptop. Like my fifth grade laptop. Yeah. All right. Well. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate you hopping on. If we ever do other Lord of the Rings, are you watching it now? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I just saw your face. All right, I'm cutting this segment here. <laughs> Boosh. All right, here we are. Bam. Next segment. Thanks again, Pat, for joining us. It has been like three weeks since we recorded a podcast. We batch recorded the last few because you were out of yeah, town, then I was it... out of town. So oh, we're man. knocking off the rust, you know, getting back into the swing. Yeah, true, things. true. Are you ready to jump into TTTT? Yes. I have a pretty interesting TTTT. I told you this, but so, dude, I was in the meeting where they decided that Wong used to be a Target sales associate. Really? Well, first, we should tell people what was going on with that. Like, where? Yeah. Like, so in the latest episode of She Hulk on Wong's LinkedIn profile, before he was the librarian at Kamartage, he's listed as working for nine years as a Target sales associate. And as this one got me when I saw it. it was I like know. Nine years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as I discussed before, like I work at a visual effects company that works on Marvel stuff. I, I'm, I'm credited in She-Hulk. Like I worked in on She-Hulk, and my company did that. Like one of the artists was tasked with designing Wong's LinkedIn profile. That's what we we were assigned, and I sat in on the meeting taking notes when it was being pitched to Marvel. The artist like just threw that like detail in there just for laughs and the marvel supervisors thought it was like hilarious and they actually just decided to keep in the show so like this artist like made it canon that wong used to work at target <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how something like works out where if you i mean it's nice if you have like a good or funny idea like that you can just like get it in somehow whatever part you're doing and then if people like it you know the if the higher ups you know the shadow people in the yeah. court that you don't know but you know are there the shadow like, oh, yes so i just thought it was pretty funny 
All right, ready for patron shoutouts? Yeah, hit me with them. Okay, we start with music. Boosh, we got patron Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Thank you for the shout out. If you'd like to support us over on Patreon, link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early and a lot of other cool benefits, like a discount for our merch, um, which everyone should definitely check out. Check out our merch on our website. We got some cool stuff up there. Yeah, thank you to everyone, to our patron supporters and people that check out the merch. Uh, ready for cool comments? Yeah. So, um, on one of our latest podcasts, Lunar Butterfly commented on our YouTube. I'm not sure if you guys have done this before, but in case you haven't, I would love to hear you guys talk about the possibility of Star Wars having a what if, a show just like Marvel and what episodes and stories you would want to see. I have a whole list of ideas for this and I'm interested to hear yours. Um, I think that'd be a really fun episode if you're down to that. That would be dope actually. Cause there's, there's a lot of potential there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off the top of my head, like I was thinking... It'd be fun to just like really flesh out ideas. Like, there's been like fan art of like Anakin never turning evil slash like Ahsoka never leaving the Jedi Order, and there's like a happy family. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it, and honestly, I think if Anakin never turned evil, I don't think that would change much because I think Palpatine still had all the like dominoes in place to like topple the Republic. That might have just delayed it, and like someone else would have taken up that role as like this Vader personality or that so some yeah. other event no no definitely like, it would just kick the can a little bit down the road i think the republic was still on the verge of falling oh no definitely like, like just think about it what did anakin do during the actual transition there killed, killed a bunch kids. of younglings yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so maybe like yeah, dooku no. would still be like this right hand man maybe maul would come back or maybe krell be the big evil i don't know yeah true <laughs> well that's the thing in in revenge of the sith i mean he was testing anakin by telling him to kill dooku right but if say he killed say he still killed dooku and then he was like nah anakin's not turning in that case i feel like he just have he won't go back to maul either he just i feel like he just gets someone else. else yeah maybe that youngling <laughs> groom him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean honestly it could have been reva yeah or like any of the people who would have turned into inquisitors true picked up and then trained them made them to new sith all right let's save it for a future episode we can flesh it all out yeah all right ready for the introduction yeah tell me when uh wait hold on sorry thank you luna butterfly for that comment (laughs) (laughs) when (laughs) we just talked about whatever we want to talk about and now we're done thank you so so much for listening we seriously really genuinely do appreciate it uh yeah We will be back next week. Goodbye. Oh, yeah.